It's the CMXU Manager Check-In, brought to you by Calismoto and Bristol Coachworks, with your host, Ryan Gauld. All right, everybody, it's that time once again. Round two is in the book, so it's going to be round two to talk to the midweek manager. And... Um, this is going to be a good one. One of the best guys in the pits, one of the friendliest guys, probably one of the most popular teams to ride for as well. Before we get into that, got to give some love out there to our people that support us. Bristol Coachworks custom moto van builds right here in Canada. Whether they're full on builds or just accessories for making basic moto vans for the Weekend Warrior, uh, the Hubert Monster Energy Kawasaki guys got had a sprinter. That was decked out by Bristol Coachworks. The current McNabb Sprinter, the Honda Canada GDR Fox front lounge is all built by the Bristol Coachworks. Whether it's RV repairs and refurbishments, full upholstery division to do boat and vehicle interiors. Whole bunch of stuff. Bristol Coachworks. Follow them on Instagram and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. And Callus Moto. Thank you for joining on board. Callusmoto.com. Canadian brand focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. Appreciate callusmoto.com coming on. Uh, and now to the um, midweek manager touch in, uh, touch base. One of the best guys, like I said, in the pits, a man that has been doing this a long time, been in the industry for, man, it's probably a lot of years. He's probably scratching his bald head right now going, man, it's been a lot longer than I thought when I'm talking about it. But I got the MX-101 FXR Yamaha team manager and MX-101 Sandy track owner, Kevin Tyler, buddy. Kevin, how you doing? Thanks for your time. Uh, good morning. Everything's good. Uh, yeah, appreciate the check-in. Yeah, buddy. I, I figured it was a good one. Obviously, I, I'm probably going to get every manager in because there is only eight rounds and yeah. about eight managers. So, But I thought after this particular weekend, I wanted to talk to you um, – the highs, the highs of Moff and the lows of Sebastian, and then sort of the mid range of Jonesy. You kind of had it all. Um, last week, and I talked to Parker because uh, he he had nothing but sort of bad cloud oh, over him. So he was all lows, almost. Yeah, last right, week. he was on suicide watch, if you he will, uh, at the end of that one. But um, before we kind of get into the weekend, just kind of sum up, uh, you know, on your angle of things before we talk results and everything like that. Just how the team has been going into round one, sponsorship wise, building everything for the twenty three program. Uh, as we sit here on uh, on Tuesday morning doing this conversation, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it was one of our better off seasons. Um, everybody remained healthy all the way through, which is, you know, not always the easiest thing, and nothing you can do about it. But everybody stayed healthy. Um, you know, in terms of getting bikes and sort of the training plan, everything sort of went as planned. We didn't have to. Uh, you know, make any drastic changes due to whatever, you know, bike shortage, heart shortage, people shortage, um, whatever it was. So I think, I think we came in prepared. I think we did a little bit more, um, a little bit more work than what we've done in the past years. Um, so I think we felt a little bit more ready. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was good. I mean, the sponsorship stuff is, was pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough. Uh, the biggest challenge for us this year was obviously with that new, um, you know, YZ450, the bike of the year, as you're aware. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, very aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just getting just getting parts for it has been a little tough, right? I mean, some of the uh, some of the companies that we rely on, um, you know, just coming through a little bit late, right? I mean, they got their bikes late, and then they start their development, and you know, obviously they're trying to improve on what was already um, pretty darn good. So it, it's taken a little bit to get some parts. So some parts have been a little tough to get, um, you know, and we're still not out of the woods on stuff, but. You know, thankfully, Moff is pretty easy on stuff, and and you know is is 
you know, he's been at this a long time. He knows the game and knows the drill. So if I tell him that we got to be a little easy on something, then, um, you know, he's, he's happy to oblige. So yeah, coming in, we were ready. I thought we were, I thought we were good. I mean, you never really know. Um, I think, you know, the one thing that we need to do a little bit more is a little more racing in the off season. Um, so that'll be something for, you know, to get better for 2024 for sure. Uh, is there, I mean, you've been doing this a long time and you never really look ever stressed or worried about much when you, you know, the new bike's coming. We got well, the, I hide it really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you worried about that, the bike at all and the, the development side of it? Does that sort of worry on the manager side of thing? Okay. Do I got enough time? Do I got to, I mean, yes, we know the parts and stuff, but just as yeah. soon as you knew it was going to be a new bike and everything. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to get this. Like, was there any sort of stress at all? I mean, yeah, the unknown is always a little bit tough, right? I mean, um, in terms of, I mean, we got we got pretty lucky with, you know, having the intro day uh, in October and getting a little bit of a shakedown of a pre-production unit um, and just sort of seeing how good that was. And I, I, that was one of the reasons that Moff came back to do another year was, you know, the bike, the bike was that good and that sort of exciting. And I mean, nice. you know, I think at this point in his career, he really enjoys that part too of, the development side you know not only himself tweaking but you know something new to play with and and uh, and work around but i mean we've got such a solid you know og crew on on what we're doing you know with you know with alan kind of crew chiefing and and you know he's specifically on the motors but i mean he's big in the chassis stuff with joe skid obviously on suspension and you know we've got such a good crew with so much knowledge um, that it, it gets overlooked sometimes. I mean, I remember people back in the day, you know, kind of giving me crap about budgets. You know, I was so strapped, yet my engine guy, quote unquote, was at every round. And I'm like, hey, yeah, it's good. Don't, you know, don't worry about me for that. Because um, he's just so much more than that to us, you know? Right. And so it, I, I wasn't worried about those guys being able to develop something in a, in a short period of time for sure. Um, especially as you know, we got our bikes early enough and everything was kind of on time for that. Like I said, my biggest stress was just keeping, keeping them the pipeline full of parts so that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the bottleneck. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, let's just quick walk back, uh, last round, your quick thoughts on round one, Obviously, the series is trying something new, but the track was very, it was a fail on the track side. Just, you know, give me your two sets. I, I heard you were a, a little more vocal than some uh, once you guys arrived there. I, if you can uh, elaborate on that at all, or if you just uh, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think generally I'm probably one of the more vocal ones on, on anything and everything. Um, I, I don't know. I guess that's, that's my side. I, I feel like I feel like you and I are kinder spirits when it comes to that. We're so passionate yeah. that we're okay to say what we think. Uh, I would agree 100. And again, the you own a track, you own a team, you've raced like you've literally, you know, you got every single, you've got data on every single angle of things. Uh, so yeah. you, you know, it's not like you're just some guy that decided to buy a team and with a bunch of money and then come to the races and be like, oh, this this is my thoughts yeah. and this is you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I think. I mean, I think last weekend, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was definitely outside the box and. There was strong merit in a lot of the points. I mean, there was, you know, there was a pretty decent crowd. Um, it was cool having the drags going behind. Obviously, the facility was amazing. Yeah, the big fail was that, you know, the facility really didn't know or doesn't know how to run motocross. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, so we're a little unique. We're little things. I mean, you know, not having water for riders to wash their bikes and tell them to go to the Flying J is the solution. Like, it's a few 
utter fails where you're like, this place can't have that. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can it not that? How can it not have a tractor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you know, the water truck. I mean, I brought Brett Lee's broken down water truck, and I think it was on par with what they use, and I use it as a backup for pits, you know? like Yeah. So there was, yeah, there was a few certainly frustrating things like that. I mean, it, you know, it is Canadian Motors. So we all do the best with what we can do, but I think, you know, knowing what we were doing, we should have been in there a week early so that when we arrived, I mean, it's been, I'm going to say nothing that hasn't been said before. Yeah. Yep. When we arrived, it looked like a disaster all the way through Thursday, all the way through Friday. When we got there Saturday morning, go racing, it looked like a track. Well, if it had looked like that on Thursday or Friday, then there would have been a lot less negativity. Yeah. 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 And I get it. I mean, I, I understand money, budgets, setting people out there, all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it really wasn't a great vibe coming into round one, knowing that, I mean, we've been kind of preaching all winter that we didn't want to go to a supercross round one. And obviously when we got there, the jumps were way more, you know, it was not moto. It was not Charlotte GP. It was, you know, there was some pretty rhythmy sections, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those where there were so many positives that they got way outweighed with the negativity of, you know, what it looked like kind of thing. And, yeah, anyways, I mean, I kind of basically said that round one started this weekend in Kamloops. Yeah, and, right. that way, and those guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, let's talk about it. Um, and we'll go straight into to Sean. Um, I, I've always been a fan of Sean uh, from the sidelines, stuff like that, watching as a passionate racer. And sometimes a little harder on others and never really maybe giving him the nod of being a guy that can win the titles. He did win that title for you in the 250 class a few years ago. And then he leaves the team. He comes back to the team. And then last year, it looked like things were, were good. And, and obviously, there was some behind-the-scenes stuff that kind of probably played with his head a little bit. And then, But I don't know what it was when we were talking at the ride day uh, when he first taught uh, the new bike. There was just something, I don't know, and on that day. And this is what? That was October we did that, right? Yeah, I yeah. think we were end of October. Yeah, yeah October we did that. And I'm just like, man, I just feel something different about him when I was chatting with him. And then um, just a few little text messages here and there. And then... I, I said a couple times in the show, I just, I think if I feel something different about him and I didn't know nothing about him wanting to retire or, or call back, we, you're, there was, you know, talks about it and, and sort yeah. of rumors. Then he t- tells me that at the, our race that we had there at, at the May long weekend at the ammo race. And then he yeah. says it on the TV, uh, a TV show there with the, the press conference. And I just felt like he's, he's going to send it. Like, it's like a, like a like a cool boxing movie where the guy comes back or something. Anyway, in the two rounds, it's been he's done exactly that. But this past weekend, holy shit! Like holy shit! And man, I tell you, I don't know if you knew where you were standing, but you were fucking in such a great spot for TV, and he could see how excited you were, and I felt like he could feel the excitement from you on the track, and and I was getting excited in the booth, and so was Liam as we're calling it, like. Man, what a fucking ride! A two, two for three, which sucks. But moto F, for sure. But, but um, like, oh my, the speed, the the aggression he showed, the line choices he never followed. Like, it just looked like a, like a Moffenbier in the year that he won his two fifty title. Like, it looked like he could go anywhere, he could do anything. He was faster at times, and if you had a bad lap, he could pick it back up again. Like, it was impressive from top to bottom. And I, I'm again, Europe super fan of the sport on top of the owner and manager of this team. It just, it must've just made your heart get nice and warm. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, I, I went down to California 
I was late. I'd hoped to get down a few more times this year than I than I did. Um, but just with you know new bikes coming and me being the sole show to get the used bikes sold and all that sort of stuff, I didn't get down there until sebastian got there which was march i think if i'm not mistaken and uh i went out to glen hell and watched him come down the big gnarly downhill and the first time i watched him come down i'm like yep there's 2017 again because i'm scared for him like he's got this i mean he's so in control but you can tell when he's comfortable and he's just kind of on that edge of hanging out and i mean you know there was no there was no super quote-unquote superstars at glen Helen that day but i mean there's always Glen Helen heroes that that really go fast and his speed coming down the hills was unreal like it was and I'm like oh here we go he is comfy and it is on like I mean obviously with that you never really have any sort of feeling as to you know obviously Dylan waxed us last year right I mean plain and simple yeah he had everybody covered it looked like he had everybody covered pretty much every time he was on the track and you're like, okay, well, I mean, you know, he's obviously not sitting on his laurels. He's down, you know, Lawrence's and Burner and, and trying to be better, and we're trying to be better. So, you know, did both of us raise our ceilings and we're going to be the same, getting waxed but going faster? Um, you hope not, but, you know, it's a, it's a reality that could be. And, uh, and to see him out there and doing it, um, you know, and, and kind of matching lap times, yeah, I was, I was, I was fired. fired up. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was good. It was cool. It's cool to see, and you were one hundred percent right with you know he's got something different. He looks a little different. His head is clear. His mind's strong. He is one hundred percent focused on this season, and it it's going to be a good one. And I mean, even worldwide, um, right on the outdoor side of things, right? Tomac obviously made made that bike look pretty damn good all winter until the unfortunate incident. But worldwide yeah. outdoors, GPS. And thus far in the uh, U.S. series, the 450 hasn't really more in the GPS because they've done a few more. It hasn't yeah. really shown like you know what people have been talking about and the bike and this and that. But is it? Did you guys find something different? Or like if I was when I was talking to Sean, mostly it's it's still fairly stock uh, formation. Like there's not a lot you guys have done compared to the. There was a lot of changes you guys did last year to the bike. Can you kind of confirm or on that or because man, is like this track especially. It was gnarly. The ruts, all the photos I've seen, I'm just like, fuck, that is unbelievable how long these ruts are. And, and yeah. like, the one section where, for some reason, he looked so good on your side, where, like, where you were cheering on that side of the track, kind of coming uh, where that sort of big quad was that they were doing in practice. And then all around there, like, he looked so good in those sections there. And, and um, he, that's where he looked like he was always gaining time. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually just watched watch you and Liam call it last night, um, just before bed, and and you guys nailed. But I mean, he was he was losing time over by the mechanics area, and then picking it up on on the back half. Um, you know, we were talking about there was that big wall send into into the sand. He caught him a couple times coming up short, and yeah, he stopped doing it a couple times. And there was a couple things on that side like that that he was kind of losing a little bit of time on. You know, it's just it's one of those where. You know, there's little things like that that can kind of make the difference, right? And I think in that first moto, it was a couple of those little things that made the difference. And, you know, it, uh, he had to bring it home second to Tyler. Um, were you excited for Tyler? I, kind of thing. It was, I mean, I mean it, it's one of those you're tough, right? Because, I mean, you're so in, all in on what you do. But, yeah, how could you not be elated for him? You know, it, uh, it, I mean, it was. it's cool to see. I mean, it's cool to see these guys that are, quote, unquote, supposed to be past their primes and, you know, just digging for all they're worth and winning. 
right? I mean, and, and winning it and, and not being the guys that are called for pre preseason victories, right? And and getting it done. So yeah, I mean nothing nothing but full stoke for that guy. Um Let's talk about uh, kind of going from, you know, supreme highs to a bit of lows. I mean, not horribles, a, a 12 or 13-12 on the day, but Sebastian Racine, um, just again on the TV side of things, I never got a chance to really see him uh, much. He didn't really get great starts. I know you guys had a bit of a bike issue in the morning, just kind of a rough weekend for the kid because obviously he's way better than that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where, I mean, I call this like character building day. Um you know, if basically right out of the first practice, um, you know, you see, did a practice start and the bike decided to give him the rest of the practice off. So, you know, a bit of a scramble back to the truck. We were parked a little ways away, get back on the hop on a B bike just to get a couple of laps of free practice in, which is basically all he got. Um, you know, got the bike sorted, ready to go for qualifier one. And, and this is where I give the kid full props, right? Because, I mean, you can be, you know, you know, as a racer, it doesn't take much for us mental midgets when we're racing to kind of get out of our headspace or, or create anything. And, I mean, he didn't look stressed. He didn't look fired up. There was no, you know, drama or excitement or yelling and screaming and throwing helmets, anything like that. I mean, he was class act, get him back on the bike. Um, and he just goes out and jumps out right out front. Right, just straight to the front of the qualifying practice, goes out first, you know, and starts hammering. And that could have gone one of two ways if he had been able to kind of pull away and sort of, yeah, I got this. Um, all of a sudden, that day, the day would have gone completely different. But unfortunately, he jumped out front, you know, couldn't quite find his groove. He was struggling. The track really had tight insides over humps, kind of like our place. Um, and, and sweeping outside ruts and, you know, it was, it was rough and gnarly already and he just couldn't find the flow and started getting kind of blown by. And I think it deflated him. Yeah. And, and then once that sort of set in, it was just like a little bit of a struggle bus, you know, I mean, his starts were great at round one. Um, you know, he almost whole shot the third moto and starts were horrible on this weekend. And, you know, the class is deep you get stuck back there and you're a little bit off you're not finding the flow um he struggled you know and he got i think moto one he was i don't know 20th or something on the first lap and he'd worked his way up into the top like eight or nine um and lost the rear brake and you know that didn't that didn't help when you're struggling already and all of a sudden you got no brakes and you know he pumped up having a hard time kind of holding on and, and keeping going and so the first moto was pretty tough and tried to regroup and come back in the second moto and got a bad start again and you know kind of worked his way forward and i mean he almost made two passes on the last lap he almost got uh, i think it was viney and yates if i'm not if i'm not wrong and you know one more lap and he would have passed those two guys and and you know cracked the top 10 which we've been joking is all we're looking for it is obviously not what we're looking for and uh <laughs> yeah just just a rough day you know what i mean just yeah. a rough day um and you know whatever i mean it's one of those as i as i told him you know that thing like we are in this for the long haul right i mean obviously the plan is for have to have him come through the 250s Let's win some championships and be our 450 guy. So this isn't a one weekend make or break deal for him, um, you know, and he's going to figure it out. He's that, got way too much talent to not have this figured that, out. That's got to feel good, like coming from you and the history of the team and all that, saying, hey, dude, look at weekend. We're going to have weekends like this, well, you know, and, and you can move forward. We're here for the long haul. I like that. That, that. that would make me feel good if I was, like, what is he, 17, 18? 
17. Yeah, 17 years old. That, yeah, that would make me feel good at 17 knowing that, you know, shit happens. Let's, you know, bury it. But I'm here with you, man. We're, we're, we're fucking in this for a while. That, that's, a, that's a great attitude. And like I said, coming from you with the history and the experience, I would think that he would accept that as like, okay, this, guy, this guy's got my back and, and uh, I will be better or I will just fix these little, these little things. Um, moving over to the third guy, Austin Jones, 14-14 <laughs> for 16th. You got double shit on the on – the, uh, double motor staff. <laughs> on the points this weekend. But a hell of a, rate, a, hell of a weekend for him. Um, I was talking to Jonesy at our event there, and I, I was asking him, I said, hey, like, what? I go, you got great speed, and you got skill and stuff, but it's always, he's like, man, I can, just, I can never seem to do it when I go racing, and I can't yeah. put it together in the race. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I know guys like that. My buddy Kenny Clark was always like that. Uh, yeah. Like, just yeah. a great, pra- a great yeah. practice guy, but could, and then, I like, he could smoke me when we're doing our long motos in the 90s, and then yeah. at the races, he's 10 to 15 positions behind me. And um, it's just that different attitude. But this, I, I feel like this is a great step forward and a great, uh, a great round for him. That was fourteen, fourteen. It was good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably raced less, maybe even raced half the amount of races as anybody else that's lined up. Like we were kind of doing the math last year at Minios and around the campfire. I wasn't there, but this was you know Adam Powell and, and Bergeron, big supporters of our program, and. And they kind of started going into it, and they're like, "Do you know how many times he's raced?" And it was some, uh, like, it was ridiculously low. Yeah, just just how his sort of, you know, coming up, like he was a local kid at Santa Lee that was starting a race, and mom and dad split, and so he went missing for a while, and then kind of came back when he was a little bit older and raced a few. You know, he was doing the the uh, LDR thing, and yeah. and. And, it, and he was so fast that you think that he's been racing forever, but actual number of gate drops, I don't know the stat, but it's ridiculously low. Yeah. So I think that leads into some of his stuff because he is incredible. I mean, you know, a little, um, little setback on his 250, so he rode a 450 leading into Kamloops uh, just at Sandalee, and, and Sebastian at the end of the day was like, the freaking guy stuck with me for 30 minutes. Like, I couldn't shake him for 30 minutes. I'm like, I know, that's our practice Oz. If we could find, if we can turn practice Oz into a race Oz, then it would be mint. And, um, yeah, I mean, he rode good. I'm still waiting for it. And, I mean, he got an earful before Moto2 of, you know, I, I can't even say it on here, but basically the gist of it was I'm tired of seeing you come from 30th to 14th. I want to see 5th to 14th, if that's what it takes. I want to see you get a start, get out front, race with those guys, and if you explode yourself trying and you end up, you know, if 12th is where you are, then 12th is where you are, but I want to see it from the front, not the back. And uh, he didn't get a good start, and he came from the back to 14 <laughs> <laughs> but, but But his sport, like, he rode really well. I mean, that class is tough, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, uh, and, he's never been consistent and he hasn't been this and he was consistent and he was strong and yeah it was good i mean you know honestly honestly our 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 talk this year was you know let's top 15 in the west let's finish motos top 15 and then we got to be top 10 when it comes east so good yeah yeah um, and I mean, obviously with him i mean he helps out so much on the backside of the team the yeah. track everything um that a lot of people don't see i mean he's a good kid you know what i mean like he's a good kid he ends up i mean i I think he lives with us three days of the week it feels like more sometimes um he's just good you know he's he does whatever is required or whatever he thinks can help me um 
you know that's he's doing that while you know while racing so i, I think that's uh, uh yeah, again a little a little a little toot on your horn kev you're you're very welcoming you're easy to get along with i feel like you're easy to work with and even if you're you know you're a little older than me and you're you're dealing with 17 and 19 and 20 year old kids and you can still find this bond to get along with them and, and it's very welcoming for them and like you said they find a home like almost every single person that has ever ridden for you it says it's like a home like it, it feels just like where they grew up or their family or their that they build that comfort or they get that comfort which is so important and no matter what you're doing if you're comfortable doing it you're going to be good at doing it and you're going to want to do it more and um yeah i think i mean yeah i mean and, and that's it for sure i mean it's for me this isn't numbers this is passion you know what i mean it's and I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm that guy that tries to be glass half full all the time, you know, look for the, look for the good and whatever it is. And, and I mean, you joked about it before that, you know, I've had all these guys where, you know, Dylan's come through and Jess has come through. And I mean, they all left for, you know, better opportunities or bigger money. Um, and you can't fault them for it, but it does sting a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I am so far behind these guys all the time that, you know, you're kind of waiting for it to come back to you a little bit, but um, at the same time, I I truly love what I'm doing, and yeah, I mean it's. I feel like you treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, I've never been that yelling guy, even when I do my private lessons at the track. Parents are like, I'm you know, don't be afraid to yell at my kid, and I'm like, yeah, if you're looking for somebody to yell at your kid, I'm not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. not what I do. That's not how I do it. Um, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, um, sort of off topic, maybe you take your manager hat off for a second. The, the Kevin Benoit um, saga, if you will, or storyline right now. Are you, uh, for me, I have him I, going into the season, you've probably listened to the pods, but I put him in that 4 5 podium, maybe this and that. And then when you switch to the 250F, I thought even it, like, maybe a little bit more off. Um, on our review show this week, we talked about. You know, not having Bogle and Piccolo gone, and Benoit doing what he does, and and now all of a sudden the, the class seems like it's like not as as hypey and as exciting as it as the potential had been going on. But then I, I'm talking to Newf, I'm like, do you think it's because of what Cavan is doing? Because you're like, holy shit, like he's like, how the hell is he going this good after five years away? Like, yes, we know he been riding and and he's kept in great shape, it looks like, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's like the Dungey thing, like your head scratching, and is it? It's almost taking a little hype away because you're surprised at how he's doing. So if you're just like a fan, you know, take like I said, take the manager cap. Is this a surprise for you, or you, or were you expecting it because he, he already had a red plate? I did not see that. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say that I crystal balled this one, but I mean, as soon as they kind of talked about him coming back and then doing that two stroke thing, I mean. I had freaking deja vu of the Jimmy D days. Like, oh where, God, yes. Oh my goodness, man. Like, <laughs> I had I had cold sweats at night. Like, thinking, <laughs> I mean, him on that two stroke, it was so fast in a straight line that he would get the whole shot, you know, hammer because obviously the guy can ride a, ride a motorcycle and pull out a lead, and then you spend the entire like. I feel like we spent an entire summer just chasing the back of him. Yeah. Well, you did. You know? Other than the round one, right that year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than yeah, actually, other than round one, um, you know, I felt like we were just chasing him, and I, I felt like that was possible. And everybody kept saying he's not going to be good, and I'm like, you are drunk. If you think that a two-time champ is going to come back and just ride around for marketing, you're like, uh, you're, 
Yeah, you, you obviously haven't been around very long because he was coming back, you know, to win. Whether that was possible or not, I didn't know if it was possible, but I knew that he was going to get good starts, and you know that he knows how to manage a race, and you know that he's not going to get frazzled. Um, he's doing way better than what I expected, but I certainly expected him to be very good. Yeah, it's... way better, way better than a Bogle. I didn't. I had no expectations for Bogle. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of on the same thing. I never had Bogle in the top thing, but I, I Benoit was like after that top four group. Um, sure. Like with yeah. Sebastian and maybe Amiot and, and stuff like that behind your Harrison and your Piccolo. And, yeah, and I, I, I would have just said the same. I would have said that he was going to hold shot races and I thought that he was going to get caught on speed and I was wrong. Um, and you know the wild thing we're already one quarter done our series <laughs> right because it's yeah. only eight rounds yeah. so uh, very impressive it's just you know that the old guy thing and everything like that. that's very cool to see I just I wanted your thoughts on that as well um, okay so we're getting ready for Calgary um, bike setup way different or similar like I mean yes we're gonna have long ruts obviously the dirt is, is more hard pack um, stuff like that up and down the valleys is it a big huge gap between bike stuff because that's the one thing I've always thought about the MX 101 guys you guys do a great job of getting your bikes almost almost perfect for every round they never look like they're off like way off like if you look yeah. at for instance Jess Pettis this weekend yeah. way off okay. like it, it was it was hard to watch for Jess for sure. This yeah, weekend. I mean, you know what I mean. So like, like yeah. so on your guys' end, like, the, like switching from the sandy, deep, ruddy soil to more hard packed, deep, ruddy soil coming this week. Like, how does it work there? Um, honest, honestly, it's it's not as much as you would think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's not as much as you think. I mean, we've got we got our our baseline settings, and yeah, I mean, are we going to adjust it for what we would be at Gopher? Absolutely, but I mean, it's you know, it's it's some clickers, sag, and fork height. You know what I mean? Like okay. it's the package is the package. Like you know, it's not like we've got a set of a set of SSS stuff for sand and a set of SSS stuff for you know Drumheller slash Calgary, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's just it's just some little settings for the guys that we've played with that we've got that we know that works you know thankfully i mean the yamaha handles incredibly well that is one of its biggest traits um especially in the 250 class and you know i think we've improved on that you know we we run some ride offset triple clamps we've done that forever um you know there's just there's a few key things that we've kind of done and you know and it just works you know joe joe does magic and that's why you know the majority of the teams are with them. I like it. There we go. Uh, okay, two things before I let you go. Uh, one, how many more years, uh, if you could do that crystal ball thing, and how many more years do you want to do this and the team and all that kind of – obviously, the track part, hopefully it's not going away because I need you uh, here in Ontario. <laughs> uh, but the team thing, obviously, every year it, it can go up and down, budget cuts, expensive, all that kind of thing. Just How many more years do you want to do it or can you see doing it? Well, seeing as I just bought a whole new semi, I think I'm in for a little bit. Um, I guess that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm getting old, man. I, I'm going to turn 50 next year, um, and yeah, still, I, you know, I still, I still feel good. Honestly, I, I'm, you know, I, I chew off a lot of my plate doing the track and and all of that stuff. I mean, we joked about it last night when we talked about doing this, and you know, I, I called you as soon as I kind of or texted you as soon as I landed from the airport, went home, had dinner, and then you know, drove down to the track to put in a new driveway at Sandalee kind of thing with some asphalt grinding. So yeah. it's a, it's a grind. There's no, there's certainly no days off. Very few hours off. Um, you know, from March until November, but 
yeah, it's good. I still feel pretty good about it. Um, obviously, the team side, I just invested in a new semi. Um, so, yeah, I've got, I've got a few more years in me. And, of course, we we all know the the, uh, the, the looming and the, the end of, of uh, Sean Moffenbeier's career. So you're going to have to have a spot to fill. Um, are you already maybe, been looking? Maybe, Has there been any just dis- I don't know. We'll see. It's he said that last year I feel like he's got more Gus behind it this year than it really is his, but I joke with everybody when I'm standing with them and they start talking about it I'm like would you shut the F up like this is not a farewell tour this is you know we're going racing and I can't believe if he wins the championship this year that he hangs it up I'm not buying it okay I'll hold you to that there you go the manager check-in right there brought to you by Bristol Coachworks and CallisMoto.com. Thank you so much for supporting that. Kevin, as always, dude, love chatting with you, man. You're a, a great interview, a uh, great team manager. Congrats on a solid weekend, and uh, we will see you in Calgary, and thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Like I said, always always a pleasure to sit down and shoot the shit and talk, talk moto with you, so I'll do that any day of the week. And, yeah, let's bring on Calgary. Sounds good, buddy. Take, take care. See you in a few days. All right. Ciao.